0: I am a Nigerian-American woman living in the United States, grew up in the Midwest, now living on the Northeast, in the Northeast, I was going to say on the East Coast, but in the Northeast. Um, and I would like to talk about my hair today because my hair has always been a centralized and very important piece of my culture and of my identity. And I don't know that everyone in every culture has the same very sacred connection to their hair. And so that's why I think it's interesting to talk about. So I will start that it's been our journey right now. I have locks and I have had locks for about five years. But what I would like to do first is rewind and talk about how my hair started out. So when I was a baby, I had a little afro. And of course, because I am both African and African-American, my hair is very tightly coiled in small spirals. So it would look very short, but you could pull a strand and it would go quite long. It would be stretched out that way. But I had a little Afro. And then when I was about three, my mother wasn't as sure how to handle my hair. And so she put in a relaxer, which is colloquially called a perm. But um, in African-American hair, a relaxer will make it straight. And so from the age of three up until around the age of... 25-ish, I did not know what my natural hair looked like or what my curl pattern was or any of those things because it was it, straight hair was easier to take care of and quote, quote unquote, according to society, looked better. So from that time, I was having my hair relaxed, even as a young child, which three is very, very young to have have that start. But my mother was um, working hard at her business. She's an entrepreneur, so she really didn't have time to be you know, learning how to do my hair. And again, it was the thing that everyone did at that time was just to relax your child's hair. And so I wore all kinds of like bobbles and beads and I would go get my hair done for hours and hours. So from that time, I grew up a little bit more and I was able to go to different hair salons or go to people's houses and get very long braids. There were either micro braids, which are like a centimeter, two centimeter type of braids, very, very small. And I would, I would sit in different studios and salons for hours literally it might take 12 hours to do my hair and sometimes that's with two or three people so they both each person would take a side or one on one one on one side one on this side one on the back and they would be braiding these tiny braids um, and it hurt a lot and so that is part of where I learned that like beauty is pain so uh, the women a lot of times would have very uh, they were very rough and sometimes the way that they handled it or they would pull the hair very tight. And it's like, Oh no, ma'am, you're, you're pulling. They're like, no, this is what beauty is. Like it has to look nice. And it's like, well, it's my head. So there was already some cognitive dissonance there of like, why are you telling me that I have to have it so tight? And it actually ended up um, pulling my hair so tight that a lot of times it would pull my hair out. Um, and traction alopecia is a very big thing um, with black women, unfortunately, because a lot of the hairstyles pull so tightly that on our edges that then the hair, goes away and does not come back after at some point. So many hours, but I will say that those hours in sitting in between someone's legs, often it is a very intimate place. And so I got to see, meet their children. You know, we would take snack breaks together. I got to watch a lot of movies and things that I would have never been able to watch at home. We were a very, very Christian household. And so going to the hair braiders allowed me a chance to kind of step into another person's home and their world and their life. And then I could leave and and go back to my, whatever my life consisted of at the time. So, um, I remember spending lots of time, right. And always worried. Okay, well, my hair its my hair has grown out. It's time for me to redo it. So now I got to take it out. And if you can imagine that it takes 12 hours to put the hair in, it takes maybe half that to take it out. Right. And so I remember taking my hair, my braids out. And at that point feeling like, Oh, well now all I have is my hair oh darn, like, oh shoot, I can't wait till I get my hair braided again, right? Because then I would have the longer hair, the more flowing hair, which is what society told me at that time was far more beautiful than my little fro or whatever my natural curl pattern was. So going from wearing braids and then also wearing weave and weave um, doing what they call sew-in is where they sew my hair up in a specialized pattern and cornrows around my head. Then they take a needle and thread and they sew weave into it. So it's like on a track, And there's um, long flowing hair or curly hair, whatever type I would buy at the beauty salon. And I could put that into my hair. But I remember feeling so much more beautiful when I had that in. And people responded to me like, oh, wow, your hair is so beautiful when I had the fake hair or the weave in. And so a lot of times those messages were reinforced of my hair is not good enough. Let me cover it. Let me add to it. Let me... um, Alter it so that I can be good enough and I can feel good enough. And so there was a point in my life where um, at some point, maybe in the 2000s, late 2000s, not, well, I don't know what late 2000s is. 2000, <laughs> we're probably we're still in the 2020s. So I would say the 2000s to me was 2000 to 2010. So like around 2012, is actually where I went natural. So around that time, there was a lot more conversation around Black women going natural. And then going natural really just means to return our hair to its natural state. So no more relaxers, no more chemicals. Um, It does not mean that people don't wear weave or false hair. It just means that our hair is not straightened. Um, And so I started to hear friends going natural or start to see things and social media facebook had become about in that time you know about six years before that and it's like oh wow there are women here who don't have relaxers or who are not wearing weaves and, and false hair all the time so it's like oh well they're beautiful hmm. and so people would ask me about it i'm like no no i don't have time to do my hair i could never just do my my natural real hair and so then came the time where you had to have the big chop and the big chop is known um, as when a Black woman will cut off all of the relaxed hair. So let's say my hair might have been eight to 10 inches and I cut it off until it was maybe one or like one inch off of my head. So everything else was the straight. So it's, it's really interesting to see because if you look at the hair strand, it'll be curly, curly, curly at the beginning. And then the rest is straight. And that's how, you know, of course, where the relaxer stops and where the natural hair is. So that's where they cut all the hair off. So I felt like a little boy because I had a little fro again. And again, if I pull it, it was there, it was there, but it's kind of like, wow, this is me. And I felt very bare and it felt very exposed, I would say, because one thing about wearing um, braids or weaves is you have, you can cover your, your neck is covered. You can cover the size of your face. You can have a bang and a swoop if you want. So some part of you is always uh, or can be covered. And so when I had the little short hair, it was like, wow, this is my face. This is my scalp. Like, this is me. And it was a whole reacquaintance with myself. And there was a whole process of seeing that me as beautiful, because it no longer was the one with the hair that I could brush down my back and all of that or um, hair that I had to like take special care of in a specific way, which I did have to, but it wasn't like I I had to like hang, I couldn't hang it up at night, like, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. And so being able to see myself in that exposed and very vulnerable place of knowing, like, wow, it's not that I'm going to get my hair done next week. Like, this is my hair. (laughs) Like, it's not, this is just it. And so it took quite a while. I was natural for three years. And during that time, I learned all kinds of tips from YouTube University. Thankfully, there were all sorts of, like, Black women bloggers who talked about how to do their hair. But initially, when I cut my hair, I imagine that when I took it out, it would be ringlets and it would be, oh, natural curly, like the women in the commercial or like whatever. And that's not the case because again, I'm African-American and African. I have 4C hair, which is the texture style. And that means that my Coil is very, very tight. And some people have looser coils, which means they do have the ringlets or the curly hair that looks more like some people think of when they think of curly hair. So my hair was uber, uber curly, which means like I had to take very, very special care because it could break off easily, um, because it wasn't easy to comb. Like detangling was a thing that took hours once my hair did grow a little longer because you have to be very careful because you can't just like run a brush through it <laughs> as you would with some other types of hair. And so I had to learn to use all sorts of different style, um, chemical products or, um, sorry, not chemical products, but natural products. I was learning how to use olive oil and aloe vera and just things that were very healthy for my hair, but it was something I had never done before. So it was a learning process, but also it took a lot of time. So not only time to like learn the products, but learn the styles, but also learn like what I liked and what I could do versus what I needed to go to a salon for someone to do all those sorts of things. And at that point in 2015, I decided to get locks. And these are the locks that I have today that are um, chest length. They've been growing for quite a bit of time. But I had people had asked me before about getting locks. And I had said no, because I thought it was too permanent. So what happens with locks is the hair is twisted and continues to be twisted. And then after about a year, it locks up. So it becomes very tightly interlocked where it does not unravel. So it takes a while though, because every time you get it done in the beginning, as soon as you wash your hair, it's all gone. You have to kind of do it over again. And so locks are permanent in that um, they're not like loose hair where you can just kind of brush it through once it's locked. It's lots, and you can eventually if you'd like to. Some people on YouTube will take days and days and comb each one of them out, but I don't have the patience for that, and I actually, plot twist, fell in love with them. And so um, now that I have locks, there is a part, I mentioned I cut my hair in 2012, and even by the time I decided to lock my hair in 2015, it was... Not too long it, it didn't feel like it was it, like in terms of the look of it, I still had a little fro because again, you can pull the hair and it will stretch, but in terms of how its natural state, it's very, very curly, so very tightly to, um close to my hair, and so um I had the little fro, and I got locks, and they were like little worms, like little baby worms, <laughs> um, maybe an inch or two off of my head, and it again, I felt very exposed because now there are there were parts in my hair there was a grid there was um places where my scalp was literally like exposed whereas when i was natural and you wear afro your head your scalp is still covered but with locks you you have kind of like super exposure (laughs) because you can feel the wind on your actual scalp at all times all that sort of thing so it was also an adjustment because there is what they call with locks, uh an ugly phase, which I don't like that terminology because I don't believe there is an ugly phase, but there's a, a phase where they're really, really short. So if you could see, the listeners could see right now, they are, they are long now and I'm very, I like them, but there was a time where I felt very masculine. I didn't feel like um, they maybe fit my face or my face was too big for them, et cetera. And so because it's not something you can undo, they, they say that locks force patience because like you're too far in like you can't just comb your hair out and you the only choice is like to keep going and to find the beauty in every stage so at one point they were one inch to two inch and then it became six inches then they became eight inches and 10 inches. And now um, I love them. I think it's the best hair decision I ever made. They're very easy in terms of the maintenance. I just have to retwist them. Um, And I go to a salon and they like wash and they put their fingers in my scalp and make it feel all great. So I still get the the feeling of being pampered and then they can twist my hair in about an hour or so. And all they're doing is just twisting the new growth that has happened since I last went to the salon. So it doesn't take long. I can get in and out in an hour. So if you think about my life before where I was spending 12 hours, sometimes longer than that in a salon chair to now getting in and out in an hour, I save so much time. (laughs) I have time to be with friends, to explore, to dance, all sorts of things. Um, And while the cost is still significant, it is far less than I was paying for some of those other styles. But the point here is that I have been able to see my stay connected to my hair and it has always been very important in terms of the way that I present myself, the way that I stay connected to my culture to, and to my identity, right? Because if I wear my style, my hair in one style, people may speak to me a certain way. If I wear it a different style, they may also, it may attract some people it may repel some other people. Like every style is a part of who I am. And I've gone through a ton of them, whether it be with my own hair or whether it be additional hair or weave or false hair that's been added to now being at this place of, of having my own hair be as long as some of the weaves that I used to wear. And feeling comfortable, feeling confident, feeling like wow, this is mine. I do this and I take care of this. (laughs) And and before that, and this is like actually my hair and my curl pattern. So it's not something that I had to go to a beauty store and buy. Um, And it just being able to still use very natural products and care for it um, in between salon visits on my own feels really good. And so I'm, I'm proud of how I show up to different spaces. I still do have the variety. I can put it in different styles and I usually am pretty plain Jane and I don't put it in a lot of styles. I like to have it wavy or curly and, or up in a kind of updo type of thing that my salon will do, but it allows me to have the versatility that I need. And most importantly, it saves me so much time and money and for me to feel good, it's like a, a perfect package. So I'm very grateful for where my hair journey has brought me. And every person I know has their individual journey, but I wanted to highlight um, how how that makes me feel inside and how much it has helped with my confidence um, and being empowered to just say, "This is this is me. This is my hair. This is who I am. <laughs>